Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome back to another episode of Buffalo Happy Hour. Mike, what's going on? Derek, uh, long-awaited interview, so I'm excited to start this off. Uh, do you want to introduce yourself and your title, I guess? Because I, I know you wear multiple hats, no pun intended, and then uh, we can dive right into it. Yeah, uh, Frank with uh, Bull Creek Strategic and Escarpment Arms. So basically started off with a training company that led into an actual firearms store and legitimate range. So... Where did you start off with, uh, like yourself professionally? Just because it's kind of tough to create what you've created in New York State. Yeah. So, what's your background? So, um, I started off in the I went active duty in the army in 2006. Uh, went right in as a paratrooper in the 82nd, basically for almost my entire career. Did 10 years in, got out, which is when I met you, and when I came out and went to the guard for about a year and a half, two years. Obviously, that didn't work out too well for me. But <laughs> as soon as I left the guard, uh, went right into contracting for the Department of State and different agencies. Basically, <clears throat> I don't. I, I learned a lot over the years. Like, obviously, being in the military, you learn a lot about self-control and leadership and how to, like, get things done. I didn't learn a ton about firearms handling. Even though we hired companies like what I own now to train us, we started picking up a little bit of stuff. But once I started contracting, that's really when I started learning more about firearms because you had Army, Marines, Navy, Air Force, SWAT guys. It didn't matter. You had a melting pot of people and nobody had an ego or a chip on their shoulders. And if they did, they didn't last very long. Mm -hmm. Like if a dude came on and was like, oh, I was a Navy SEAL. Oh, cool. Can you bounce balls in your face? Oh, fuck you, man. Nope. He's gone. He never lasted long because... You can't have that type of mentality. Nobody cares where you came from. You all made the same vetting process and you made it through the same selection process. You're going to get weeded out if you've got some kind of attitude. Mm -hmm. So that's where I really started to learn techniques and tactics because, hey, I kind of like what you're doing. Let's try it out. Hey, I like what you're doing. Cool. I don't like what you're doing. 
and then you just kind of take everything and blend it in. So when I come home on leave for the 30 days that I'd be home, basically people would be like, hey, can we go out shooting? Or you guys would be at the range and I'd stop out when you guys were out the range and, hey man, can you teach us a few things? Yeah, no problem. Well, why don't you make a business out of this? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Sure. That, that's a that's a good question. Why don't I make a business out of this? And that's kind of where it happened to me and a bunch my buddy Derek, my business partner for Bull Creeks, sitting around a fire drinking the one night, like on mid tour leave. Like, hey man, we should start a company. What would we call it? Uh, I don't know. When I took a class at Duke, I made a business plan for a bar, and one of the when I presented this business plan for a bar a guy stood up in the back of the room hey man are you talking about this bar in Pendleton I was like who are you how do you know that like some star major from group just grew up in Pendleton went to star point same high school I went to went to high school with my father-in-law and he knew exactly what bar I was talking about and he's like you know what runs through that town right I was like no he's like Bull Creek like no shit mm-hmm. like Bull Creek Saloon or Bull Creek Tavern that's awesome so then when Fast forward 10 years where I pushed the whole bar thing and started deploying. What are we going to name our training company? I don't know. Everyone's tactical this, tactical that. Right. Bull Creek Strategic. And that's kind of where that kind of fell into place was strategies. Because that's, let's face it, you're teaching someone how to potentially martially protect themselves. Mm -hmm. It's a strategy. It's not a tactic. Right. So that's kind of where the whole Bull Creek thing came from. So when you were in the army, you came back home and then that's when you started contracting, right? What was that process like to, did you want to do something else outside of contracting or was it just an opportunity? No, I tried, man. I I know this happens to me every time. (laughs) AJ from Bosch pods looking at this, like damn it, same thing. (laughs) Um, dude, I tried like, I mean, you can ask Mike, like I tried very, very hard to assimilate back into normal society. Mm-hmm. Like, I wanted to so bad. Like, I even went to Naga University. Uh, I've got a bachelor's in criminal psychology, and then basically I'm pretty close to finishing my master's in computer forensics and information security technology. Oh, cool. And then I've got uh, an associate's in business and another associate's in heating and cooling. But when I got out in 2012, 2013-ish, like, I tried like so hard like that's all i wanted to do was like be a normal person couldn't do it just didn't work out i didn't fit in well and basically me and my wife talked about it it's like hey i'm good at one thing like i hate to say it and she's like well it's for a certain amount of time it's not like other deployments it's Mm -hmm. only two to three months at a time we'll try it out for a little bit and see how it works so that's what led me to doing that for about uh about two and a half years, I lived in Baghdad, somewhere around there. Go for 90 days, come home for 30 days. And then uh, blew my knee out, and that's when I came home and started Bull Creek. Gotcha. And I still contract now. It's just I don't contract for State Department or anybody like that. It's all private. Oh, okay. Meaning what? For those that don't understand that. Um, basically, when I was doing uh, contracting originally before for the State Department, it was high-threat diplomatic security. So basically, we're glorified limo drivers, if that's what you want to call it. We'd make sure you got to your meeting in time, make sure you, you were safe at your meeting, and make sure you made it safe back to the embassy or, or the house or wherever the the villa you were staying at. It's a glorified limo drivers. Now, um, it's just whatever agency, company, business wants to hire us out, calls us, makes a phone call. We've got a, a network of people that I work with, 
hey, do you want to go on this job? How much? Where's it at? Juice isn't worth the squeeze. Don't want to do it. It's passed on to the next person. But now I can kind of pick and choose what I want to do and when I want to do it. Mm. So it could be anything from loss of life all the way up to loss of property or search and rescue, stuff like that. What made you choose this location for your business? Are you from Pendleton? I'm from Pendleton. So we're about 20 20 minutes north of Pendleton right now. Um, This was actually one of my buddy's dad's properties. His so this has been a gun store since 1950. Mm-hmm. This this actually this actual building it was called the Cabin Range. The guy who owned it before Dick Hart um, used to sell Honda motorcycles and guns. Nice <laughs> out of here. So super super cool. And then uh, after Vietnam, uh, Mike White and Doug Day, who we acquired the property from, they purchased it from Dick Hart, who was also a veteran, and uh, they had it running since from like 1950 or. No, 1975 until a couple, like two or three years ago. A couple places came in, tried to work it out, didn't work out. I was getting ready to go back overseas. My wife complained to my buddy Chris's wife. She told Chris we were looking for a place, couldn't get a hold of the realtor. Owner called me, hey, come check it out. Man, I've been trying to get rid of this place for years, Mm -hmm. but I'm very picky of who I want to buy it. But I think you and your business partners would do really well here. And basically, they were like, here's the keys of the kingdom. Like, go forth and prosper. And the town was phenomenal. The town was like, this is great. The the building's being used again. You guys are bringing something new into the area. There's tons of law enforcement now because, I mean, we have different agencies that rent the range from us. So there's more presence in the area. They're getting the training that they need. You're getting a store that does customizations, refurbishing, refinishing, gun sales. And then you walk next door and there's a bow shop. So, I mean, the next thing to do would obviously build a tackle shop, but... Right? Right. (laughs) My wife would probably kill me on that one. (laughs) So, when you guys acquired the building and kind of did your build-out, one of the massive undertakings that you took on was the range itself. So, can you talk about that entire process? Because it was... Dude, you were posting so many videos of just rocking a tractor for hours. Yeah. Building berms. We... So, basically, it was a, a... get a skeet or trap and skeet field so there's 35 acres here and it was it was a trap and skeet field so just flat that's all it was and i started bringing dump trucks of dirt in i'm like this is never gonna fucking work like I, it's gonna take way too much time it's costing me way too much money because i don't know anybody below the escarpment up here or down here whatever you want to call it we call it down here whereas you guys live mm-hmm. down in the south town so to you this is up here right below the escarpment for us is down here so like down here i don't know anybody up in Pendleton, above the escarpment, I could get dirt for days and it wouldn't be an issue. But here, me just coming out, I didn't grow up here in this area. I partied in this area, but didn't hang out. Mm-hmm. So it came down to one of my clients. Um, he made a phone call. Dude showed up the next day with a dump truck and a massive excavator. And then Joe's dad, my business partner for the store, had a dozer. And he's like, hey, come pick the dozer up. So for three days, we just sat there moving dirt and cranking along. And that got us going to the point where um, I was able to get uh, a contract with Homeland Security this year. And with them coming in, then that gave me the revenue to, and you saw me in the springtime this year, in Memorial Day, we moved like 17,000 yards of dirt to build a second bay in like three days. Wow. Yeah. So I got... Uh, Bobcat of Buffalo, uh, super good dudes, veteran-owned company too. Like they hooked us up, got an excavator out here. My buddy Adam, who owns the bow shop, 
owns a small little D3 for grading and basically worked from sunup until sundown until the range was done. And then my other buddy who owns Empire Site Solutions hydro-seeded everything. And now we're hopefully good for at least a year. How big is the range? <laughs> so there's two 75 by 75 square bays. So basically you can have two full... We can have two two bays of 20 people at a time. I mean, there's a class back there right now. We're doing a handgun tactics class right now. Um, so you can have two two sets of 20 people, so 40 people basically back there. And then on the other side, there's going to be two small 20 by 20 bays mm. that we're hoping to actually land like USPSA and uh, like practical shooters and steel challenge next year. So basically this place is just going to be the range facility in western new york to go to whether you're looking for training whether you're looking for education competition or your department is coming to use the facility sure makes me super happy so when you were developing the range was it just a sketch up on like a bar napkin at first and you're like this is kind of what i'm thinking and it was just nights at the round table yeah so we we sat there me and joe and like i started google earthing everything because that's what I used to use overseas was Google Earth to like navigate Baghdad. So I'm pretty, pretty spot on with Google Earth. <laughs> and sat there and was like, well, there's a hill here. So we actually just shot into the little dirt hill from when they made the railroad tracks to go to Somerset, the power plant. We used that for the first like six, six months, something like that. And then as I was looking at it, I was like, well, there's towers. So if there's two, there two or three towers, like, well, why don't we just make the towers as the points to each bay? Mm-hmm. And then that's kind of where the, the the diagram came from was that it should have been done a different way 100% yes <laughs> 100% but we're 35 acres but we're narrow hmm. so gotcha. we can only do so much so right now with the way it's set up it works for us we don't need to go any bigger we don't need any more ranges if we could get like one or two more agencies to rent from us but we're looking for the smaller guys we're not looking for like um like cbp and stuff we're looking for like the sort teams the smaller specialized teams because they can do what they need here they can land helicopters here they can drive look at the mile back with their trucks to do interdictions they can do whatever they want here that they can't do at other facilities so we're trying Damn. to make this the facility for specialized units to come to and then not to like toot horn but then you've got bull creek here too where now you've got a training aspect on site. So instead of them calling people from other like country or other cities and states to come in, which I still highly recommend them do. Oh, Hey, we actually got a, some wiggle room in our budget this month. Like, can you guys come out and do a concealed carry class for us? So then bull Creek will come out and do a, one of our practical handgun classes where it's all from concealed. And you're trying to meet our standards, which are sub second standards from concealment sometimes. So that's kind of where the roundabout business plan is for that is what what is permitting like to get a place like this up and running because that has to be crazy honestly it was probably the easiest process i ever went through like because it was it was already zoned a gun range true so since 1950 this place was a gun range and a gun store so we didn't have any issues with the town the town like i said hugs and high fives like they were here once a week helping us out like We've had nothing but amazing, amazing response from the community. Like, neighbors in general, like, just stop by just to say, hey, I love what you guys are doing with the place. Like, I can't believe what you've done with it. It's amazing to drive by and see cars in the driveway every single day. Like, I can't keep the entrance of that driveway fixed. I fix it every three months so that it's smooth. But just the amount of traffic it has and it's being stoned, it just digs up every single time. But the paperwork process, it was simple. Like, if we would have went someplace else, it would have been hell. I'm sure. But... 
Now you jump over to Escarpment Arms, the store, the FFL side, it was a bitch because we already had an FFL in Lewiston in Joe's basement. So from that, but then we had to start a new FFL, which was budgeting and paying for a whole new basic corporation. And then we had to file all new licenses with the state of New York, sales licenses, pistol permit for the business, all that stuff, which took like months. We're like, well, we already have it here. Why can't you just like laterally transfer it here? Well, you can't do that. You got to file for a new one because you're a brick and mortar now. Mm. So there was a point for, I think, like the first two months where if you bought a handgun here, you actually had to go to the other location to pick it up because we couldn't necessarily transfer it from you here because we didn't have our pistol permit to sell in New York State at this location. You could buy it. We just couldn't transfer the next check and the background check here, which was a pain in the ass. But people were pretty willing to buy Like, hey, we get it, man. You guys have, we've seen the process you've gone through with this place. We can deal with mm-hmm. that little hassle because it's only 20 minutes on the road anyways. So the FFL side, that was a pain. But the actual legality side of permits and stuff, it was simple. So there are two different businesses? Yes. Okay. So Escarpment Arms is the gun store and the manufacturing side. Bull Creek is the training side. Gotcha. Was there any special paperwork for helicopters and other aircraft? Or you just worked that out with FFA, uh, FFA or FAA? FAA. So that's all on the pilots. So okay. like, um, when Air Marine wants to come here and they're going to start utilizing the facility, like they already rent the range from us. They want to start doing more aerial stuff here. That's on them. To, to deal with all that but i mean there's no skydiving center down the road anymore so there really isn't a ton of air traffic that comes through this area why what happened to them i don't i don't know what was their name Fr- uh, was frontier. frontier skydiving yeah. but like the only one that's down here now is uh skydive the falls no kidding yeah i didn't know frontier closed i know i heard about that i think i don't know if it was last year or the year before because i was like hey i'm gonna get back into jumping and that'd be perfect it's a mile down the road right, right. saturday morning i could just come and jump drive over to the shop and do whatever I have to do. And they're like, oh, damn, they closed. <laughs> like, shit. <laughs> oh, that's really sad. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, that's all on the pilots, like, with that stuff. That's okay. all It's all them. I have nothing to do with that. But we've got, the thing is, we have the space. Mm-hmm. And that's all they really need is the space. And then they can make the phone calls of who they have to call. What size helicopters? Is, is it all, like, little birds? Or are you having, like, legit? So, Air Marine has um, Blackhawks. Okay. So, which is more the... A 75 by 75 square bay is more than enough room for a Blackhawk to land. So that's kind of, if they want to do it when they want to do it, like that's, we're just working the logistics out of that right now, but hopefully that starts coming down soon because then I get access to play with helicopters. Right. Yeah. It's gotta be sweet. (laughs) Yeah. That's like the best thing. Like everyone's like, Oh, I see pictures and videos of you in helicopters all the time. I'm like, yeah, it's so cool, but we have to pay for that. This I wouldn't have to pay for. (laughs) Do you like sit here and think this is sweet that I get to do this? Do one hundred percent, man. Dude, every day, it's a it's a blessing and a curse all at the same time. <laughs> like, I never expected Bull Creek or Escarpment to do what it did. Like, honestly, the way Escarpment came down, Joe hit me up and was like, "Hey, man, I want to start an FFL." Like, dude, go for it. I'll support you one hundred percent. Can you explain what an FFL is, just for people that don't uh, know? Federal Firearms License. Okay. So at that time, I was drawing on napkins. Our slides, like the EA slide, uh, which, here. So, like the EA slide, this is our cut here. So, this is our design. This is the Mark III. So, I was drawing that. I mean, I was drawing it on a napkin in Baghdad. Like, well, all these dudes have these bougie-ass guns here. 
what do they do? I don't know. Like, well, what the hell? Like, why don't we, why doesn't somebody make a gun that actually <laughs> lowers recoil or is easier to control muzzle rise? Like, why isn't anybody doing this? They just wanted, this was being 2014, 2015. So me and my, me and dude, Mike, who I met online for Cerakote, who lived locally, started machining this stuff back and forth. Like I'd send him designs. He'd start working them. Holes are too big. Barrel would pop out. It was like a three-year process. And then finally it got to the point where they were good. And Joe was like, well, I'm doing this FFL thing. I'm like, here, bud. This is yours. <laughs> you now have your own slide cuts. And um, that's kind of where it was. And so he kind of ran with it. And then basically when when uh, you know the pandemic happened, we were like, well, let's make this a thing. Let's, with our powers combined, merge both businesses and see what we can do with it. And that's kind of what happened with it. In the store, we got the store and then got everything going. I remember when we were going back and forth talking about how much ammo was being purchased. Oh, yeah. And this is like early on. You got an ammo sponsor. Yeah. And you hit me up. You're like, dude, it finally happened. Like, I don't have to spend as much money on ammo. And I was like, how, what's your round count for the month? You're like, I stopped counting. Yeah. Like, it doesn't even make sense anymore. Yeah. What, what is that process like now? Now, um, that actually died off, which is fine. Mm-hmm. I still get good, I still get good deals from the guy, but um, I'm probably spending like for the business for Bull Creek and the training side, I'd say like five hundred bucks, some six hundred bucks a month goes to ammo. That's not terrible. It's not terrible. It still sucks. Yeah, but I mean that's 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 budgeting in like um, training ammo for the instructors and class ammo for teaching. So, I mean, that's taking care of five dudes mm-hmm. when they're on the range with me. So, that's really not terrible at all. No. Um, so, what do you ex- what do you want? If someone was to take a class, what do they need to bring? Uh, so, like, if someone was to take like, a regular handgun class, 350 rounds. So, you need iPro, EarPro, your firearm, a good holster. I don't care about mag holders or anything like that. I don't care about belt systems and shit. Like, yeah, if you've got a cool, like wilder tactical belt like this and you want to run it outside the waistband run it but um we're very practical on what we're teaching like you see all these companies out there teaching all this fancy fucking tactical stuff and it's just i don't understand it. it's just flashy licky chewy shit like oh lights and cameras look how cool this is great camera angles and shit like that's awesome look how cool that guy mm-hmm. looks it's not practical right like, it's not practical. And, like, when we show up to some events, like, there's, like, don't get me wrong, the dudes that teach with me at these events, they're they're my boys. And, and I love them to death. And we do a lot of cool shit together. But I love it when I go to these events. And me and Travis stand there and look at our class of, like, 15 to 20 people. We're all just normal. Mm-hmm. Jeans, t-shirt. Then you look at the other three bays. And everyone's cry tuxedos, fucking plate carriers, belt systems. And if you're actively working in that stuff every day i expect you to show up to my class with that stuff on because you're wearing 90 percent of your life but if you're just a normal everyday person like yes you should understand how to do it but you shouldn't take every single class of your life in that kit because 90 percent of your life this is how you're mm-hmm. dressed how you guys are dressed how i'm dressed so i just love standing there just looking at the crowd like yes we have normal people out here like, <laughs> and then you see us running and gunning and moving and being really really fast and it's like oh what are those guys doing over there like they're just training man like mm-hmm. it's the, I, I love it it's cool but um yeah like a, a basic class the reason why 
we do that round count. Like we kind of changed it once the whole pandemic thing happened because people were like, well, what's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's hard to get ammo. It's hard to get this. You won't use 350 rounds. Like you'll probably use 250 rounds or maybe 300 if that. I always make it more just so when you leave, you've got two or three boxes of ammo mm-hmm. left over. So now you can take what you learned from us to the range yourself and work on it. And I've had people like, well, you said it was 350 or 400 rounds and we didn't even use that. Well, yeah, but now you can go home and you can practice this on your range. Right. I mean, don't get it twisted. You don't need ammo to learn how to shoot good. Correct. Dry fire. Mm -hmm. You can dry fire for a minute a day and go to the range and be just as proficient as not firing a gun. And I can see it. Like when I do private classes, I tell people, hey, you got homework. In between here and the next class you take with us, I expect you to be dry firing. So you can work on that constant malignant short-term memory of doing the same thing over and over and over again. So when you start doing live fire... It's simple. And I can tell you when you don't do it. Like, I'll know. Like, oh, you haven't been dry firing, have you? How would you know? Slow mechanics. Yeah. <laughs> like, any, any of the mechanics that they're doing, um, watching them fumble with their grip. So, like, the like a grip that we teach is, is like, a, like basically a thumbs up type grip. So, that if they're doing this and they're doing weird things with their grip, like, oh, you haven't been working on that, sure. have you? Like, no, how did you know that? Because you're fumbling with the sim- like the most important part of your process is your grip. Oh, damn it. Yeah, I didn't practice one. <laughs> What's the reasoning for doing the grip like that? Um, it, it's more control. So over the years, the grip has changed completely. Like if you would have seen me shooting seven years ago, I was thumbs completely forward. And then using like the index ledges and stuff like that, pushing down. But then the more we started thinking about it, it's super uncomfortable. You're locking your wrists out. It's not natural. So then it kind of started moving back to where our thumbs started rotating backwards and started being more of a natural grip. So you're not, you don't have to wrench on the gun to mm-hmm. hold it. Like everyone thinks you got to death grip that fucker. Like, no, you don't. If you use palm pressure, as soon as you like, I mean, even now, if you guys were to take your palms, press here, and then come to your chest and push out, your body's going to stop you right here. So now you're using all your fine stabilizer muscles in your arms, your delts, your pecs, your core. 
you're not forcing to squeeze the gun. You're using zero muscle at all. It's just when you do this and you press out, now you're using stabilizer mm-hmm. muscles and you're putting t- creating tension instead of muscle. And that tension is going to be able to control the gun a lot better than muscle because when it's muscle, you're fighting. Mm-hmm. But if it's tension, it's a lot it's a lot looser of a recoil. It's a lot easier to control the gun. And it's probably less fatigue, right? Yeah, 100%. One hundred percent. How many times have you seen somebody like fully extend, and they they lock their and you literally oh, yeah. see their elbows lock in and rotate, and I then mean, all of a sudden they're just like shaking after two rounds. Yeah. You're like, dude, relax, man. Like, just if you, breathe, Patrick. Breathe. If you looked at me ten years ago, I was shooting like that. You, there's but there's still competition shooters that shoot like that, and they're amazing. Right. But again, different style mm-hmm. of shooting in a protective style or martial skill set style of defense. You don't want to be tense like that. You want to be loose. Because the looser you are, the better you're going to be, the more relaxed you're going to be, which is going to make you a better shooter. Um, but that's typically the first thing. As soon as somebody comes out to the range, they're super, they're hyperextended, and they're shooting like, man, this thing is so violent. And like, listen, I'll take a magazine. I'll put a magazine in their palms. Hold the magazine with your palm and press out. And then I try and grab it and like, oh, wow, why can't you take it out of my hands? Like, because... Your the pressure, the friction is keeping it in there. Like now hold the magazine the way you were holding the gun the first time. Rip the magazine right out. Like, well, why? I was using muscles that time. Like, well, no shit, but you didn't have friction holding right. it together. Cause like you can see when you when you press here, you start you can feel your palms get super tight, and now you're creating a wedge. And then basically if you start, say, missing to the left, well, okay, I need to just squeeze a little bit more with my left hand. And it's going to drive the gun back to the direction mm-hmm. that it needs to go. But like I said, there's so many. Like that's just my technique. Travis, my lead firearms instructor, he has a different technique that he teaches. Um, Derek, my business partner, he's got a different technique that he does. But we all, with those techniques, will they never fight each other. So when we're all teaching a class, like with 20 people online, you can go to someone, talk to them. I might come up like five or six rounds later. Hey man, if that's not working, try this. Oh, yeah, I like your way a little bit better. And then Travis comes up. Hey, check this out. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then they can kind of start dissecting the whole process and figuring out what they like better when it comes to grip technique. Because there's a million different ways to skin a cat. Which way works the best for you? Yeah. And is, is it a comfort thing, too, where, like, some people just prefer it one way? Yeah, 100%. It's, it's, it definitely comes out of comfort. Like, the yeah. biggest thing that I laugh at, though, is when someone's like, Oh, I didn't buy that gun because I didn't like the way that it felt in my hands. Well, what does that matter? <laughs> I mean, in, in all honesty, like, what does it matter? If you've got a proper grip and a proper trigger pull, it doesn't matter what the gun feels like in your hand because you've got the proper everything else anyway. Mm-hmm. Just like Glocks. People look at Glocks like, oh, they're ugly. I don't want that gun. Well, why? It's been proven since 1986. It hasn't changed in 30-some years. Like, why would you not want that gun? MMP, SIG, like... I'm not a huge SIG fan. They do make some nice guns, but M&P and Glock are like my go-tos because they're, they've been proven. Like they've been worldly proven to work. Mm-hmm. Like why, like why would you buy a Glock and then your wife buy an M or an H and K? Right. Completely different guns. Like the H and K is a different mag release, different trigger pull. What happens if she accidentally grabs your gun one night when she has to grab a gun, she has to reload. She's struggling to find the fucking mag release button because there isn't a button there's a button on your gun. There's a lever on hers. Right. So consistency is probably better. Consistency is key, man. The more consistent consistency breeds efficiency. Mm-hmm. Is like you'll hear me say that in classes. The more consistent you are with something, the more efficient you're going to become at doing it. But 
don't get it twisted, you can be consistently bad at shit. Oh, yeah. And that's where people get bad habits from. So, like, guys who claim to be instructors who have been... Or claim to be instructors who have been teaching for a long time that just learned on their own, they those are the type of guys who a lot of times you'll see teach bad habits mm-hmm. for things because, oh, well, this is how I was taught. My granddad taught me to shoot. Or this is how the academy back in 1980 taught me how to shoot. That's all well and good. I'm not taking that away from you, but the world has changed a million times since we've started talking. It's very dynamic. So you mean to tell me in the past 30 years, your technique for shooting hasn't changed? Right. That's ridiculous. My technique for shooting changes yearly because we go and take classes every year. Like my guys just came back from um, a class with Scott Jedlinski from Modern Samurai Project. Super good dude. Super solid. I was supposed to go to the class. I tore my labrum. Couldn't go. I had to go get an MRI with contrast done. But every year my guys go and take a class to better themselves. And then you, if you take a class with us this year, take a class with us next year, the same class, it's going to be different. Mm-hmm. Not dramatically different, but... Well, hey, you taught us this last year. Why didn't you teach us that this year? Oh, because we found a better way. You're you're always striving to do better. And if you're not, you're wrong. Like so those instructors that are out there that have been doing the same thing for the past 15 years or 10 years, all you're doing is setting yourself up for failure. Mm-hmm. Because somebody out there is training harder, faster than you are, and you're just staying stagnant. And I'm sure there's efficiencies with gun manufacturing that warrants a change and how you're doing things, right? Um, no, not really. No. You can literally you can hand me any gun. It doesn't matter what it is. Give me a magazine for it, and I'll probably shoot it just like I shoot anything else. It doesn't matter if it's a Gucci gun that's all decked out or it's a stock gun. It, it doesn't matter as long as you've got good fundamentals across the board. You can shoot anything. And if you're good with a, with pistol, it's going to transition over to mm-hmm. rifle, which is why you see on all my guns I've got optics risers. So that if I'm shooting a rifle and I drop the rifle to go to a pistol, it's in the same spot in my eye line. My red dot's in the same spot mm. consistently. Interesting. Well, is there a pistol that you would recommend for somebody that is just getting into it? Glock 19. Yeah. Number one's Glock 19. Number two's Glock 19. Number three's Glock 19. <laughs> no, so, and people laugh like, oh, you're a Glock fanboy. Like, no, man, I'm not. But you just, you can't take it away from that company. They've made a product that literally has not changed in 30 some years. Like when I first got issued Glock's contracting, I'm like, damn it. Like, the, I, I hate these things. I don't like them. But I never gave it time to understand it. Like, yes, they're designed a certain way. So it's designed off the anatomy of like the human body and like the ergonomics of the way that we do things. So you're supposed to lock your wrist and do things certainly. So then when you lock your wrist, it brings the front sight post down. And now you've got a solid platform. Over the years, obviously that's changed a little bit. But. It hasn't changed the way the gun still manipulates. It still manipulates perfectly fine. You can give me a 1911, which is a straight-up grip. All I'm doing is rotating my hand a little bit differently and firing the gun. But, I mean, if you have a red dot, it doesn't matter anyways. Point, dot, shoot. Mm. Look at your target. Dot falls on target. Pull trigger. So, like I said, as long as you've got a good fundamental... Like, if you know how to pull a trigger and you understand the process of pulling a trigger... You can shoot any gun that's out there without a problem. And that's really the biggest hurdle is because a trigger is a fulcrum, right? Go back to like high school science class. And a fulcrum has two pivot points on it, right? So now you've got a trigger which comes back and up. So now what's that going to do to the gun? It's going to dip it down. Now you've got this fulcrum here, which is your trigger finger. And what is that doing? Coming back Mm -hmm. and over. So people who are right-handed, typically, where do they miss? Right. They miss low and to the left. Oh. Because... They pull it. 
they're pulling because here's the trigger basically it's coming this because my oh, finger's yeah, coming sense. to the left and the trigger's coming back and up so they're going down that's why i tend to shoot like this which is kind of negating one of the fulcrums because now i'm pulling the trigger straight back to me um because if you were to look at a pistol <clears throat> if it's sitting here in a vacuum and you shoot it where's it gonna go nowhere because there's no pressure, there's nothing holding it in that position. But now, so like if it was just to shoot, it would just go back. But now you put my hand here. What does the gun want to do? It wants to it wants to teeter. It wants to kilter. So if you understand the whole process of just grip and trigger, you can literally shoot any gun out there and it should never be an issue. That's why I laugh when people are like, oh, I'm not used to that gun. Well, it shouldn't matter. Just point, like grip, trigger, sights, shoot. So if somebody signs up for, because there's a multitude of classes that you guys offer. So if somebody were to sign up um, and then, you know, come out for the day's class, what type of options are there to choose from class-wise? Um, there's, I mean, so we're kind of starting to switch things up a little bit. We really just want to stick with like handgun technique, which obviously it sounds like it's techniques. People will call us and be like, oh, well, I don't think I'm ready for that class yet. I'm looking for a basic class. Like, I mean, what's more basic than a technique? Mm -hmm. Like, you can't get any more basic than that. So, a handgun technique, carbine technique class, that is exactly what it sounds like. It's a basic level one class. It doesn't matter if you're SWAT team, SF, I don't care where you came from. It's still a good class for everybody to take. So, even if we're training an agency or a department, the first day, we always pull curriculum out of our level one class, our technique class, because it's always good to go back to the basics. Mm -hmm. And anybody who's anybody who's been shooting or been operating forever, they'll tell you the same exact thing. Always go back to the basics whenever you're doing some kind of class. Yeah, guys who will, like, some dudes will chirp and be like, oh, well, I know what I'm doing. Oh, do you? Like, okay, do you want to teach the class? Like, obviously not. Okay, so just listen to what we're, there's a method to what we're doing. Mm -hmm. And then after that, they're like, oh, that actually made perfect sense. Like, I totally forgot about this over the years. Well, there you go. So there's... That's your technique class. And then the tactics class, which is going on today, we're kind of steering away from it because we've blended so much of the tactics class into the practical class that we're just going to basically do handgun technique and practical. And the practical class is exactly what it sounds like. It's working with other people. So you and me on the line together, I'm grabbing your arm, shooting around you because you're always with somebody. And nobody teaches that stuff. Nobody works with other people like yeah you'll have instruct the instructor but it's never hey the dude you're standing next to is going to be your wife or your husband or whatever you want to call it your significant other protect them grab them hold them teach them the different properties of doing that so that's what our practical class is is it dives in, in the morning basically techniques we're going to talk about trigger squeeze and really focus on isolating the trigger then it's going to get into a little bit of movement and then from movement it's going to get into working with other people working around other people and then obstacles like barriers, shooting around barriers, moving around barriers, just basic stuff that you're going to see in your everyday life. And how do people get in touch with you to get those classes or is there like a sign up? Yeah. Right on uh, the website, which is bullcreekstrategic.com. And it has all of our information on there, all the classes we do, all the places we travel to and everything like that. I haven't done the whole YouTube thing. Like we've got one and there's, there's stuff on there, but it's not, I don't have the budget 
to sit there. I don't have the time. I guess if I didn't have the store, mm-hmm. it'd be different. And I could be like, oh, you know what? I'm going to get really good at videography. Like, let's do this. Like, I'll do that. I don't have time for that. And people tell me all the time, like, oh, well, you should do, like, little YouTube videos and stuff like that for training. I'm like, you know what? That shit's already out there. Right? Mm-hmm. Dudes are already doing that stuff. Like, by all means, watch it. When you want to refine it, that's when you come to a class. So use the University of YouTube. I don't care. Use it. But still know, coming to a class, that's where you refine those skills and really isolate them to understand why. And that's what we're teaching is the why. Mm-hmm. Like I said, anybody can show you how to shoot. But what's the reason why? Why are you? What muscles are you using? Why are you doing it this way? I want you to leave a class, go shooting, and have someone be like, "Hey, man, well, why are you shooting like that?" I don't know. Some fucking dude with beard and tattoos told me to do it. <laughs> no, I want you to be like, "Oh, because of this, 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 and this, and blah, 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 blah appropriate set of index points, and this and that." Like, oh wow, you learned all that from taking a class, dude. It was awesome. Yeah, right. I learned all that from just taking a class in one day, and then that's kind of how. The word of mouth spreads with it is from that aspect of it. What is offered inside of the storefront? Because we haven't talked too much about the store itself. Um, so the store, Escarpment Arms, we focus heavily on the aftermarket side of firearms. So coating, machining, uh, custom builds, ARs. And then we do, we do have a gunsmith who's been doing it for like 50 years. So we do refinish, refurbish repairs on old shotguns and old rifles and stuff. But we basically took your old school gun store and made it modern. Mm. So we have an old guy in the back named Ange. He, he fixes all our old guns. And then we've got my cousin, Joey, who's killing the Cerakote game right now. Like killing the Cerakote game. Like he is the camos that he's doing, the processes that he's doing. He is a perfectionist through and through. Like, we just did the lever. Like, so we're doing motorcycle parts too. And we did levers on my bike. The clear coat didn't come out the way we did it. So when me and Joe, my business partner, were talking about it, I was like, so what do you think Joey's doing right now? I'm like, he's at home fucking diving down some forum about burnt bronze Cerakote and how to make it glossier with the clear coat. And I text him like, hey, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm just driving down a rabbit hole right now looking for fucking clear coat. I'm like, that's why I love you, dude. Like, he really takes his job seriously when it comes to that stuff to the, to the point where Cerakote, the actual company, we haven't been certified by them. And they share our content. They take posts that we make and they share it on their page. Mm-hmm. And we're not even affiliated with them yet. Which, I mean, I don't even, I don't know how that works legally with them because there's dudes who have paid to be certified and, yeah. Yeah, right. I don't know if you want to talk about that or not, but. (laughs) (laughs) But it's super humbling to see, like, how, where it's come from because literally it all came from, hey, a gun store in the basement to let's just provide something for people to, Mm -hmm. hey, let's actually do something different. Let's make stuff. Let's, let's paint things. Let's do things that's interesting. And then. It just spiderwebbed and snowballed into this process that we have now where, like I said, we just rebuilt a gun from 1890 that was a side-by-side. It took us, like, a better part of a year, probably, to do it because we had to find parts from three different side-by-sides. Shot it once. When the guy came and picked it up, I told him, like, yo, I shot this once. I'm not shooting it again. You can shoot it if you want to, but this gun's over 100 years old, and we mix and match parts to get it to work, so... It moves, it locks, it cocks, safety works, triggers work. You can hear them clicking. If you want to shoot it, by all means, go ahead and shoot it. So, and that, and with the stepping to the storefront, when it comes to ARs, there really aren't a ton of gun stores in New York, Western New York at all that deal with ARs. And if they do, they're dealing with Anderson and Palmetto, the super cheap stuff, mm-hmm. which 
there's a reason they're the price they are. You get what you pay for. Um, the lowers really don't matter. There's only a couple forges in the country that make lower receivers and everyone just stamps their name on them. But the upper receivers is where you run into problems is because the tolerances are wrong. So your gas tube and stuff like that, your gas block and everything will get screwed up and your bolt will start jamming on the gas tube. So the lowest quality parts that we sell in store would probably be Aero Precision like Magpul, which they're a huge name. They make great parts, but they're on they're the more the affordable end of like that mid tier. Hmm. So we don't sell Anderson or Palmetto or anything like that. Nothing against the guys that do. If you want that stuff. Go to the other gun stores and right. buy it. If you want higher quality stuff and you're probably going to pay a little bit more, come here. Like Unity Tactical, Audi Gear, Surefire, Streamlight, Magpul, Holosun, uh, Mayhem Syndicate, or Evolution One Comps. Like we deal with all that stuff. And thankfully, with me being in the shooting industry, I've made so many contacts from friends' businesses that own all that stuff, like Unity Tactical, the risers that we use, the hand stops that we use, the optics we use, the lasers and stuff. <laughs> That's all stuff from me shooting. Hey, you want to carry this in a store? Edgar Sherman slings. Those are here. Wilder tactical belt systems. Like hmm. we try and keep things here. So when you take a class with us, um, like say you take a class today, it's a tactics class. Oh man, I really like that mag that you have in your pocket that holds your magazine. What is that? Oh, it's a Neo Mag. Those things are slick, right? I love my Neo Mag. It's actually right behind you, that little neon green thing. Oh yeah. So basically, just hold your mag in your pocket, and we sell them here. It's a magnet. It's amazing. It's just a magnet. It's a magnet with a knife clip on it that sits in your pocket, so your magazine just sits in your pocket and looks like a knife. But you take a class, you see it, then you can... Travis says it the best. Hey, don't forget to walk through the... What is it? The... When you leave the zoo, the gift shop. The gift shop, yeah. yeah. Don't forget to walk through. The, don't don't forget to browse the gift shop on your way out. Like that's what Travis tells everybody. It's amazing. It's hilarious because at first we didn't think about it. We're like, yeah, I mean that'd be cool to do. Like we should do that. But now that we have the stuff in here, we can't keep it in here mm-hmm. because people take classes with us, see the gear we're using, see how well it works, then they can come through escarpment, the gift shop, and they can get what they need to get instead of having to order it online. Sure, it makes sense. Makes a ton of sense. It's awesome. Well, thanks, man. Let's hammer the social media accounts. Uh, we already mentioned the website, BullCreekStrategic.com, for courses and classes and uh, the gift shop with escarpment arms. But uh, where can people find all you guys? Um, your Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Bull Creek's big on TikTok. I hate it, but it actually gets a lot of gets a lot of clout. But uh, <laughs> no, it's like I said, if you're looking for custom stuff and you're looking, or just anything in general, like escarpment arms isn't about selling a product. I'd rather educate you and teach you. So if you come here to look for a firearm. We're going to teach you something, not just, oh, yeah, you want that gun? Here, go. Have yeah. a good day. Mm-hmm. So, escarpmentarms.com, you can check out um, all the classes we do, pistol permit classes, multi-state carry classes. We work really closely with firearms training in Western New York. Uh, CPR classes, stop the bleed classes, too. Um, and then Bull Creek, obviously, is the training side of things, handgun classes, uh, rifle classes, and then hand-to-hand, where we're doing practical entanglement classes so basically bjj foam knives and utm guns oh sweet yeah really cool good deal well come check them out uh google them find out where their address is and come on out because they could they have everything that you need when it comes to anything tactical so thanks man yeah no problem thanks for having me thank you
Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.